1: Saw a poster on the corner opposite the motel. Turns out we're going to hell. No? No. Don't know what we did, but they seem pretty mad about it. No? No. This is not a very fun way to start this episode. We... Oh, wait, that okay. wasn't right.
0: That wasn't right either.
1: I don't know if you know who it. that is. God hates us. All right, then buckle up at dawn. We're riding.
0: That's pretty iconic. Who's
1: singing that? Walking my holes, busy cleansing my soul. <sighs> Getting ready for the night. Damned for eternity. But you're coming with me into the afterlife. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> natural. Um it's this hell by Rena Sawayama oh. who I adore. Okay. I have so many good songs that I'm addicted to at the moment. This hell by Rina so- Sawayama. Um I have I have stuck in my head No One Dies from Love by Tuve Lu Did you know that Tovlo
0: is
1: pronounced Tuve Lu <laughs> that's, <how> <laughs> that's not how it's spelled.
0: That's not how it's spelled, it's how
1: it's said. On um, she was on um the guest on Drag Race All Stars this week. I think. And RuPaul introduced her and goes, and special guest judge, Tuve Lu. And the entire fandom was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Since when is her name said like that? Turns out it is said like that. Um, No One Dies From Love by Tuve Lu. Yuck (laughs) by Charlie XCX. Incredible song.
0: (laughs) I did listen to that. It was Fucking slaps.
1: Um, I think those are my three on repeat songs at the moment. That's horrific. Anyway, hey Maddie. Hi Nick. Welcome to What the Fuck is Happening Podcast. Thank you. We have two special guests today, just as last week. um, Mr. Nigel and Mr. Jack. Yes. Um,
0: Both fast asleep, kind of. Nigel's really vibing with Nicholas.
1: Yeah, because he loves me.
0: He does. This is a lot of cuddling for him.
1: He's literally got his paw underneath his head lying down like it's a bit it's so cute anyway <laughs> um welcome to this special episode of what the fuck is happening the podcast that is the second episode we're recording in a row It's
0: so exciting
1: um i'm so excited no real pop culture news because this, this is releasing in two weeks um but it's fun because we're going to review two of the biggest movies at the moment yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's terrifying <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were so stupid
1: <laughs> oh my lord that was the scariest thing I've ever fucking witnessed um, no so for context I have to be away next week so we have to record two so we thought why not go to the movies and see as many movies as we can to review the current blockbusters for our podcast have you already turned that back on
0: yeah I got cold Y'all, I mean, I got just hot. before
1: we started this, this episode Maddie goes I'm turning off the aircon. I'm too cold I said you may as well leave it on because it wastes more energy to turn it off and then back on again than it does to just leave it on when i said i'm really cold it's been two minutes and it's already back on
0: but i turned it up you're a
1: psycho 25
0: yeah do you want me to die it's reasonable well i think that'll be colder than if it was off i don't think so well if it gets too hot then i'll turn it down delusional
1: anyway (sighs) Oh, i thought of a great drag name
0: so i think we should review this chronologically
1: well, but I'm giving more context. For full movie, uh, context, there were 3 movies that we were tossing up between we were tossing up between Top Gun Maverick, Jurassic World Dominion and Lightyear.
0: Yes. And I bulldozed Nicholas's opinion and said we're seeing Top Gun and
1: Jurassic World. I'm not mad about it because I the only reason I really want to see Lightyear is because it's being revu- uh review bombed by oh, right. by conservatives yeah. for having a black lesbian character, um which I is think animation. Who gives a fuck? Literally. Wild. And Hmm. they're like, well, it's not up to Disney to decide when I talk to my kids about same-sex couples. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, "What, bro, I can guarantee your kids are not going to have a problem with two women kissing. Literally. They're not going to know. They're not going to know. Children do not have a concept of homophobia. They do not. They're going to think it's normal. That's like animals. Yeah. Animals have gays in their animal kingdom. So, like, they have no concept of uh, heteronormativity. Anyway. Gay. Yeah. Gay. Gay. Anyway. Ugh. So I'm glad we didn't do Lightyear because it it'd probably just make me sad. So fair. The fact that I can't even exist without conservatives Ugh. wanting me to die. Ew. For just, like, existing. Anyway. So we saw <laughs> Top Gun <laughs> Maverick and uh, Jurassic World Dominion.
0: We did. Two movies I didn't want to see. It took four fucking ever. We got over <coughs> to the <coughs> cinema at 4 p.m.
1: We left at eleven. We left at eleven, and all of that time was just Jurassic World Dominion, the longest movie in existence.
0: <laughs> My <sighs> God, that's a little spoiler for
1: later in the episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so we went. We ended up being able to do um, two movies at the cheapest cinema in Brisbane. We did in a row.
0: We did, and we had a really nice dinner in between.
1: We did. It was really um, good. So we we saw Top Gun: Maverick first. Yes. Uh, so we'll review that first. Okay. Chronological order. Love it. And I think that's important to understand. Oh, he's so tired. Um, it's important to understand our state of mind going to Jurassic World Dominion <laughs> at an eight pm showing. Um, but before that, I do feel as though we have to. Um, these are both sequels, so I do feel yes. like we have to address the originals before talking about the sequels. Oh. Um, you, you've recently we watched. I have. You recently rewatched. The original like Top everything. Gun and all yes. the Jurassic Parks. I have. Right. I so these homework. were all fresh in Madison's mind. I was. Um, I think mean, they were. <laughs> I, for the first time, ever watched the original Top Gun on Wednesday. Yes. Saw the sequel on Saturday. Uh, I did not re-watch any of the Jurassic Park movies because the first Jurassic Park is the only one that's... Actually, no. That's not true. I like Jurassic Park and I like the first Jurassic World. Fair. Those two just kiss fun times all around. Yep. Um... Hey, okay, we'll talk about this. I'm sorry, I'm like already wiped up from these movies. Um, I have so many thoughts and opinions on all of the above. Um, pre-warning that I've taken all of the notes. Mm. So Maddie is probably just going to be chiming in on dot points that I already have written. That's really true. Because she's a little bitch who refuses to take notes after we've seen the movie. I did.
0: And I want to say right now that particularly Jurassic World, but also a little bit Top Gun, mm. do very much feel... Like fever dreams. I'm not sure I saw them in real life. I think they might have been a fevered imagination on my part. They don't feel like they were real. So I'm not really sure I have any points because I don't think I remember. Ironically. The accuracy of what Both
1: movies are two movies in one movie. So true. <laughs> I I thought that made sense to you. Just both movies are two movies in one
0: movie. I, I get it <laughs>
1: Top Gun Maverick and Drazzwell. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. You mean they had two separate plots in one film, Correct. right? Yeah. Or I'm like two it. completely tonally different films. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah.
1: um, Top Gun, the original Top Gun, I watched for the first time Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: That's so funny.
1: I hated it. Did you it. like proper hate it, or well, was to it be just clear, really I didn't want to see either of these movies. These ones. last we weekend, last Maddie week. was like, "Hey, let's go do this," and I said, "No." Oh. That's what I said. I said, "No." Oh. That's true. We did. Fine. Well, and I I'll said, you, "You don't then. have to come," but I'm going. I said, "I guess I'm mildly intrigued by both. I'm intrigued by Top Gun because it's." Doing getting so Getting well. incredible reviews and is doing so well at the box office. I'm intrigued by Jurassic World because... It's doing so badly. <laughs> it's doing so badly. Um, So I agreed, but that did mean I had to watch the original Top Gun. And much like critics of the time in the 80s, I also hated it. <laughs> I
0: mean, look, it's not good.
1: No, I didn't hate it.
0: I don't think it's bad, but it's I not... Do. I mean, we discussed this at length last week. Well, two weeks ago, I guess, for the listeners, but... um. The fact that it, like, it thought it was one thing, but in fact it was actually something completely different. Which, the original Top Gun? Yeah. Well, they thought it was an action movie, Liz but in Wayne? fact it was a romance movie, which uh, made them not understand yeah. what they actually needed to do in the film. True.
1: <laughs> which they rectified in the sequel, I will say. It was yes, more action than It anything was an else. action.
0: Um, it was an action.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I watched the original one on Wednesday. I hated it, I thought it was boring. I thought that <clears throat> they focused on the wrong aspects, like you just said. Yeah, um, and I also hated the soundtrack because all of the songs I independently the were fantastic, and it's a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, but they played the same three songs they every did. thirty seconds. That's so true. You, anyone watching or listening, go rewatch the original Top Gun and count how many times they play each uh, song, each major song in it.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's like Do you six know, times a song. Really, really funny last night when this movie started. It starts with the exact yeah. same opening sequence. There's literally the exact same words that come up on screen. It's the same soundtrack and then it transitions into them being on the um, – the freighter out in the ocean and the same danger zone song comes on. I was like, I think they've put the wrong movie on. I think they (laughs) might've accidentally started the original (laughs) film.
1: It was wild. Well, I, I, I I wouldn't have a problem with that except for the fact that it does the intro at the on the freighter. Yeah. Of the planes flying around the freighter and then landing. And then, but then it completely cuts away. Yeah. Utah or something. Tom Cruise's character (laughs) Maverick in Utah. Yeah. Literally, like there was it was just so disconnected.
0: It was they didn't end up on the freighter until like literally the last half an hour of the film. Yeah. It was fucking. They literally weird. could
1: have done the same intro of like pretty sunset shots of planes landing and yeah. stuff in Utah. It didn't have to yeah. be on a boat again. Oh,
0: for sure, for sure. It was so weird. I didn't get that. It was weird. It was bizarre.
1: <laughs> um, <anyway. laughs> the uh, what are some like uh context elements that we need to talk about. I think we need to talk about the fact that the love interest from the original movie Ugh, is not, not in this in it, one. Not
0: even referenced.
1: Not even referenced. Um, which is interesting because the rest of the legacy characters were all in it, heavily referenced.
0: Yeah, even Val Kilmer, who Unafraid is like, extremely sick, was still in this movie. Yeah, that Maybe was Maybe she wild. died.
1: Oh, is that going to be awkward for us? It might be. Let well, me Well, I see. feel like if she died, they would have talked about her. So true. Anyway. Um, what's her name? Is it Kelly? Kelly McGillis or something? Yeah. Oh, Kelly. M- oh, no, we're showing our young age. Kelly McGinnis. McGillis.
0: Oh, my God. They weren't even asked to come back. <gasps> they are still alive. They weren't even asked. That would have been so much better.
1: Right. Anyway, um, so that's one piece of context. That's so wild to me. Uh, contextual stuff, I guess. Um, What else? It's been 40, almost 40 years since the original. Yes. I think the original came out in 84? Uh, 86. 86? Oh, so close to 30 then. Yeah, probably. Um, What else? Um, I feel like it's important to say that Miles Teller as an actor, (laughs) I'm traditionally not a fan of. Me either. Um, I think he has quite a bad reputation on set. And also, oh, does he? as a celebrity to fans, oh, yeah, that's why I don't like him. Is because
0: I think you're just making that up.
1: Me, yeah,
0: no, there's heaps of, heaps
1: of articles about it. Oh, really? Yeah, Ugh, he's that's pretty a bunch bad. Of shit. Um, he's always just giving me the ick. He's an entitled douche. Mm, he literally did an interview where he was like, "I mean, I think I'm really, really good looking, even if the public doesn't." That kind of thing. He's just like a douche. That's weird. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's why he gives me the ick. Um, and going in, he was going like viral on TikTok and shit for um, yeah. apparently being hot. Yes. For the first time in one of his movies. Yeah. And everyone was obsessed. Mm-hmm. Gotta say off the bat, whilst I didn't get the ick from him in this movie, yeah, I still don't get it. I didn't get the ick, but I don't get it.
0: Are you all right? Nigel. You okay, baby? He's
1: sleeping. Sleeping, okay. All right. Did you get the ick slash it?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I feel like there was a couple of – see, my thing with it is, no, I did not get the ick, which is definitely the first time ever of a movie of his that I haven't. Mm. Um but I feel like he wasn't even in it enough for me to like get it, you
1: know? Yeah. Well, similarly <laughs> to the first one, they focused on the wrong elements. Yeah, they did. Um. Yes. So yeah, I yes. think for both of us, it's we didn't get the ick, but we didn't we didn't get it either. We don't get no. why people are seeing him as no sexy as. Heck. I mean,
0: the, I get the beach scene was hot, but he wasn't hot,
1: like the hottest in it. I mean, not
0: really. And also, the wiggle was like thirty seconds. Like not even. 30, I was gonna say thirty two six, seconds. Like two seconds. Max, yeah. yeah. So it's
1: like,
0: the wiggle was hot, but then it was fleeting and then it was wiggle, gone. Wiggle, wiggle,
1: wiggle, wiggle, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually feel like in a movie where he's starring opposite Glenn Powell as well. Mm. It's like, Glenn Powell is an objectively beautiful person. So true. So like. So
0: true. Although they were really doing the most with his character to make me not like were. him.
1: <laughs> See, I didn't think they were doing quite enough. Interesting. If the whole point was, was the original Maverick Iceman. Dynamic.
0: I mean I think it was supposed to be, but it didn't that get, didn't, really, didn't, it no, didn't
1: really come across perfectly. No, it didn't. Not badly. No. Um so let's I guess dive into it. Rather. It's so
0: convoluted. I can already tell our reviews for both of these films are just gonna be a big jumbled mess because that's what the movies are. A big jumbled mess. One more than the other, I will You're not wrong. admit.
1: Okay, Top Gun Maverick. I have a page of notes. What the fuck? Well, the talking points that we either talked about last night or that I want to bring up. Okay. Um, in no particular order because this is just a word vomit. <laughs> um, I've got to say, overall, I really enjoyed the movie.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd see both of them again, to be honest. I. <laughs> I will get to explaining why I I'd see, see Maverick again. again.
1: If I had the ability to fast forward, a lot of and it skip, I would rewatch Jurassic World Dominion. So fair. <laughs> like if it was on Apple or something. Like yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, but on one point five. Feet. I, I did overall really enjoy Top Gun Maverick. I thought it was an objectively, uh as a piece of craft. Yeah. Really, phenomenal. like produced. the
0: original one, in a way, like the um, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: the effects in the original one were just
1: really phenomenally made, um, piece of work.
0: Yes, it was uh, very flawless.
1: And I, oh my god, the scenes at the beginning where Mavericks, yeah, trying to hit the, the, ten, the yeah. 10 mark or whatever,
0: yeah, that, was, that impressive. was gorgeous. That was very, very impressive.
1: I don't know how much that was CGI and how much it was, yeah, real, real. scenic landscapes, but it was fucking gorgeous.
0: But I mean, that's also very impressive that you couldn't even tell.
1: Yeah, There was only. I think two points in the movie where I could tell that the planes were CGI. Fair, um, and that was mostly when it was a very exterior shot of them like flipping. Right. Um. Yeah, it's a phenomenally well-made film. All of the acting was really good. Yes. I have nothing bad to say about any of the acting.
0: Not really. Yeah.
1: Do you agree? You yeah, agree Yeah. No, I would agree yeah. with that. Um. So all of the acting production fantastic. Directing really strong. Yep. The only real issue is really with the, the, the script, I guess, the structure. Yes. And more so the structure than the script.
0: I would agree with that too.
1: Because actually this movie had quite a few um, comedic moments. It did. That, that were thought, kind of genuinely
0: funny. Yeah. yeah. And they,
1: I, I thought that they added a lot of levity. Yeah. That the original was missing. I would I agree with that. I thought the original was so serious. Yeah. But was really about nothing. Yeah. That's um, really fair. They took it. Whereas this one... They very early on in the movie um, establish the stakes. Yes, with the mission that they have to pull yep. off. Yes, very um, true. So then the comedic elements really helped.
0: Yeah, balance pace it that out. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I would agree with um, that.
1: So that's all the stuff we like. Yeah, I mean, I have more stuff that we like written down. <laughs> but... Um, <coughs> everyone's good. Uh, okay, I don't.
0: Let's start with the romance, because I feel like that's, like, the easiest thing, because it's one of the smallest things to fix. Yeah, let's start
1: with with the romance. I was trying to go through my notes and, like, figure out chronologically what makes sense. Oh, that's fair. Uh, Yeah, no, let's talk about the romance. Stupid. Um, Explain to us the romantic plot, generally speaking. There
0: wasn't really one.
1: So, Jennifer, Jennifer Connelly was, was the love yeah. interest.
0: So, and she was supposed to be, I mean, it's really more of like an Easter egg than it is an actual continuation, but she was mentioned several times in the original film. Penny. Penny, yeah, as someone who. Which Maverick I didn't pick up on. Had like.
1: On and on, on again, off again?
0: Mm, yes, but also it was. It did, like, the the references did make it more seem like it was like a a sexual conquest rather than an actual relationship. Interesting. So it was very – it was, yeah. Going in, it was kind of weird.
1: Well, I didn't even pick up on that from the original. But um, all I got and from context was that she's an old flame of his. Yes. And that's all you really need to know.
0: Yeah, basically. Um, And it was so – I mean, I think it's not that the romance plot was bad. It's just that it was completely unnecessary. And it was extremely jarring –
1: well, with
0: like what had happened in the first film, I mean, I know that it's fucking thirty six years later, but it's like, okay, you've established a romance in the first movie, and you're not even going to reference it at all. Like, you're not going to say they bad. got married and got divorced. You're not going to say she died. You're not. You're just going to yeah. pretend it never
1: happened. Very that, but I will say in this one, mm. the relationship that they think the movie is about is not the relationship. That they yes. focused on. Yes. So for context, um, in the original yes. uh Maverick's flying partner, Goose dies. Yes. And he's got a wife and kid at home. Yep. Um, this movie Miles Taylor plays that kid grown up, yep. uh, who is now in the Air Force and shit. Which is intriguing. That's
0: an in right. Well that's
1: yeah. Um technically speaking, the relationship between Maverick and uh, Rooster. Rooster is the character. Maverick and Rooster should have been Yeah the main oh, for relationship sure. focus of oh, the film yeah. because that's where most of the character arc and character development. Accurate. Existed. Yeah, for sure. um So instead of showcasing that.
0: Well, I think what ended up happening. Yeah. And not, it's not showcasing that. It's just that it was, it ended up being really lopsided. So the first half of the movie, there's basically no tension between the two of them. There's like a little bit. Well, there's
1: barely any scenes.
0: Exactly. Between the two of them. Exactly. Until and,
1: the final 45 minutes.
0: Well, yeah. And so then you kind of get this inkling of... So for context, there, there's a rift in their relationship, but mostly it's not because of um, Maverick's relationship with Goose. It's because of the fact that Maverick, um, he kind of like, he, he got in the way of Rooster's career progression at some point. Correct. And so there's tension between them because of that, and then at about an hour and a half is when the first time it's mentioned that Miles Teller is doesn't trust Maverick because of his dad dying. And then in the last 45 minutes, it's basically just the two of them on screen together, mm. maybe, maybe even the last 20 minutes. So it's like this really weirdly paced relationship development well, between yeah, the two of them. Something
1: we talked about last night was that um, if they didn't, explicitly say so there was no indication that maverick and rooster had a close relationship before they fell out well
0: exactly so true so So i think both of
1: us said we would have rathered uh most of the romance storyline be cut yeah it was Uh, unnecessary just instead we we would we would have liked to see them um pre-fallout yeah being close uh maverick being a bit of an adopted father yeah um of rooster and such, um, but instead we don't see any of that and we barely see them interact at all mm. for a majority of the film. So for most of the film, I kind of just assumed that they, like, knew of each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I didn't realise that they had an intimate, not intimate, like a close <laughs> relationship. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which is then established that they did, I guess. Yeah. Um, So I don't think they handled that because the entire conceit of the movie is meant to be Maverick learning to let go of the past. Maverick and Rooster learning yeah. to let go of the past um, so that they can become better versions of themselves. Yeah, basically. Um, and that is rooted in the Maverick and Rooster storyline, yeah. which is sidelined for two thirds of the film for the romance yeah. storyline. Um,
0: which is so fucking stupid because the romance is not even that interesting. And nothing yeah. – and then because in the last third of the film it's between Maverick and Rooster, the romance doesn't even end up going anywhere. Yeah.
1: So for context, the entire movie is basically Maverick training the Top Gun students for a mission that is going to take place within three weeks where they have to um, infiltrate enemy territory and blow up
0: yeah, blow up a,
1: a uranium store pile, stockpile.
0: Yeah, Did we ever learn whose it was?
1: No, I actually have that in my notes. That this is a very—it's trying to be political without being political. Yeah. Uh, So it's very red. Do you know Red Dawn? Tomorrow, when the war began, movies Mm. where the invading nation slash the the uh, enemy nation is vague. Yeah, it's not explicitly said. Confirmed. I think at some point it was said that it might have been Iran.
0: Right, interesting.
1: But I don't remember that in the film. Um, all of the, that doesn't
0: really make any sense. Well, we never see any of the actual wise. people.
1: We never see any, like, I think they're all made up logos on the enemy planes yeah. and stuff. Uh, I, was,
0: <laughs> I actually was trying to look at it when they were, when they t- stole the plane at the end. Yeah. I was trying to look at it and be like, whose fucking flag is that? Yeah. What is... Well, what exactly. I- nope.
1: I think it's very similar to Red Dawn and Tomorrow When the War Began, where... They didn't want to upset any countries, so they just said, this is an enemy nation mm. who, shall not, oh, sorry, who shall not be named. Yeah. Um. And instead it just felt very uh, weird. Well, it felt in like a, a movie glaring that, omission. Well, correct, because the movie that strived to be so realistic. Yeah. And then they were just like, don't look at them. <laughs> yeah. Don't look at them. It was, yeah, weird. So weird. weird. Um.
0: I mean, to be honest, they did the same thing in the first movie, though.
1: You I don't, don't know. Remember who. that being in the first movie, the I kind of just thought the first movie had no plot.
0: Yeah, well, it didn't really. It was very, it was very much the same as. Th- well, I mean, this was just him v-
1: trying to graduate top of his class.
0: Yeah, pretty much that was the bulk of the movie. But then, um, at the end, he did actually get some real world experience. Anyway, but you don't know who that's against, really.
1: Yeah, oh, sorry.
0: I think it might be the Russians.
1: Um... Yeah, it was the Russians. I remember mm. that. Um, <laughs> At least they're in an actual war in 1986. That makes sense, though. It's true. <laughs> um, the, um, yeah, so they're, they're trying to. They've got a final mission to work towards, and it's high stakes. Yes. I loved all that. Yes. I thought it was a very much an improvement on the, on the original in that yeah, respect. Yeah, I agree. Um, but the last 40, 40 minutes of the movie is this mission. Yes. Uh, and the bulk of that is well no, not bulk. Half of that is them doing the mission, and then the other half is uh Maverick having like sacrificing his plane yeah. to save Rooster, but he ejects and lands in the Enemy like, territory. Siberian wilderness or something. Um and then Rooster <laughs>
0: comes back disobeying to save orders him.
1: and coming back to save him, also losing his plane.
0: And by the way, this is about the point where it started to feel like a fever dream. <laughs> I agree. It was
1: so fucking weird. So, they basically both got stranded.
0: And it's not that it's a bad... Like, I actually, I quite like that. Oh, it was very enjoyable. It, it was very enjoyable. And it was really interesting because it's like, oh, usually what happens in these movies is that everyone just is successful and they defy the odds and everyone gets back. And it's like, oh, no, actually they've... I mean, like, yes, was it unrealistic that they both survived and then they just found a plane and they could take off and get back? Sure. But, like, it was interesting and it was different to see them actually have to, like figure out a way to get back, you know?
1: Yes, and that's exactly what happens is basically they're stranded in the wilderness and they bond a little bit and then they decide they're going to steal an enemy plane from a hangar and um, escape Yes, on an enemy plane and, like, in- infiltrate enemy territory and stuff. Yes. Um, so it went from, like, being a Top Gun movie to being a James Bond movie for, yeah. like, 25 minutes. It's
0: genuinely what it felt like to me. And, again, it's not that it was bad. It just felt really disconnected. What it felt like to me... Was a fanfic that was like an AU. It was like an alternate mm. ending
1: of the real movie. They get transported to like Mission Impossible. World.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, not not. Yeah, but I yes. Think
1: the first thing both of us said outside the cinema was, "Um, how, how disconnected the ending felt yes. to the rest of the film."
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I, not to say it wasn't enjoyable because it was an entertaining part of the film. It just felt it's probably very, the best
0: part of the movie. Really, the last
1: unnecessary section right i felt unnecessary
0: well i think they just didn't tie it in well enough because so much of that part of the movie was about rooster and maverick mm. repairing their relationship and trusting each other to get mm. out of there and it's like but i don't really
1: we didn't we didn't see why rooster would be so invested that he would disobey yeah his superiors to go and help oh for tom sure cruise to, to go and see if tom cruise is still alive exactly exactly we never see that. Yeah. Um, so I think their you relationship just, like, needed a lot of work. It's the, the most bizarre
0: thing. It was like you, for the whole first three quarters, you vaguely get the sense that there's tension and then it kind of escalates. And then the whole last bit is the, the conflict resolution. It's mm. like, but I didn't really get enough conflict to and vibe with this resolution. the entire
1: last 45 minutes doesn't have Jennifer Connelly in no, it.
0: No, it doesn't. It's so weird. So we went it's from so
1: weird. exclusively focusing on Jennifer Romance. Connelly to exclusively focusing on Miles Teller. And it yeah. was like, what?
0: Which I honestly, that is like the crux of the whole problem with the movie. I in agree. In my opinion. like They that's, focused
1: on the wrong fucking relationship. Yeah.
0: And then and then didn't
1: commit to either one. It's like they got through all the movie, all of yeah. the script, and then they said, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. The movie's meant to be about the relationship between Goose and Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Let's add that in now.
0: Yeah, for uh, for sure. 100%. away
1: with jennifer connolly where i storyline
0: and just to like add insult to injury not only i mean it's, I, I feel like it's obvious but it's still worth saying is not only did they not develop the relationship between brewster and maverick for the first part of the movie they actually didn't develop brewster's characterization at all oh. um, so you when by the time you get to the point where they've resolved and they're like buddy buddy and they're flying together and he's just like flinging one-liners and it's kind of Intriguing watching yeah. him on screen. It's like, I didn't know that this character was there. Yeah, it's Where is this coming from? Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's, yeah, it was weird. No, I agree. It was weird. Everybody. And I think, again, the thing that both of the Top Gun movies fundamentally misunderstand is that they're, yes, there's action in the movies, but they're so long and they're so focused on the characters that what the movies actually are are character pieces, but they don't do enough characterization for it to be good at that.
1: Right. I agree. So...
0: Yeah. Anyway, it's been thirty minutes. You thought we couldn't have a full episode talking about these two movies. The original too. Um, (laughs)
1: Okay, the last two points is yes or no. This movie is propaganda.
0: Yes. (laughs) So is the original propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. What what were you going to say? Yes or no?
1: I was going to say yes, but I I saw this letterboxed review.
0: To be honest, I'm not sure they know it's propaganda, but it, they I'll do, oh, do. They okay? Well, they then. know. Yeah.
1: Um, I haven't fact checked this. I've fact, well, that's not true. I fact checked parts of it, um, but I'm. It's quite a long review, but I'm going to read it all out because it's fascinating. <laughs> it's fascinating. Someone with real knowledge on these topics mm. reviewed it, and they mm-hmm. gave it half a star. And Iconic. the review is by Brett. That's all. That's all, Brett. Brett, I'm ready for you. Okay, I'm just going to read it all. Okay. Um, is, it all and, is it
0: going to be about how enlistments, like, are going to no, skyrocket?
1: Sort of. I'm going to try and um, – I'll
0: Patronism. try and find the link
1: and, and post the tweet that I found these on. Um, okay. But, okay. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise tells the audience in a brief pre-movie introduction. Our incredible cast and crew worked very hard to bring you the most impress- uh, immersive and authentic film experience we could. There's real F-18s, real Gs. And real speed. So I guess in America they actually had a, a pre-movie intro from yeah, okay. Tom Cruise saying, the action's real, we did this. Yeah, Which we already knew. So I'm I mean, not
0: surprising. It's Tom Cruise. We'll expect that at this point.
1: So, Top Gun Maverick is a movie where our heroes are trying to start World War Three. <laughs> the US military is selecting pilots for a bombing run over an Iranian nuclear <laughs> facility near completion. One which was built in violation of an internationally recognised treaty. This, of course, is the exact opposite of what happened in real life. The US violated the JCPOA agreement with Iran, and the Iranian government continued to obey it even when they no longer even when the US no longer were. Intriguing. At no point in this two hour monstrosity is it ever mentioned that the Iranians would strike back instantly, sinking uh, the aircraft carrier that crews took off from and beginning a war that would annihilate millions of innocent lives. Mm. In fact, from the perspective of international law, the Iranian government would be in the right to do so, as Tom Cruise just executed an illegal, an unconstitutional act of war on a foreign power without congressional approval. If every single one of our plucky heroes had died during their training montages, uh, it would have made the world a safer place. (laughs) (laughs) Iconic! Brutal. Uh, Like all successful fascist narratives, this movie portrays our enemies as simultaneously all-powerful and extremely weak. Mm. To craft a story where our ludicrously overfunded heroes can be underdogs... It is necessary to pretend that Iran has advanced fifth-generation fighters, which are superior to U.S. capabilities. Uh, this is brought up repeatedly, regardless of how absurd it is. Yet, when our heroes are actually in Iran, all of their pilots have the aim of a blind man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Cruise survives a fifty-caliber machine gun right in front of him by taking cover behind it, a, dead, a dead log. The fifty-caliber bullet is designed to penetrate an armored truck engine. Iconic. there's more okay um the real life political situation that the plot focuses on one which most americans already misunderstand without needing the movie's help is incorporated into a plot so stuffed with cliches uh saccharine romances and callbacks to the original top gun that it seems as though the entire edifice may collapse under its own sentimental weight sadly Mm -hmm. it does not so that's kind of just a wild jumble but um okay even if no one uh wait Even if one can ignore the rabidly bloodthirsty nature of this movie, it is still absolute garbage. The moral of this story are, and I am not exaggerating in the slightest, soldiers should ignore orders to stand down. Mm. And you should take actions without thinking about them. (laughs) Our heroes follow these lessons throughout the story and are constantly rewarded for it. Mm. It is a child's understanding of bravery and honour coated in thick layers of some of the most painfully sentimental slime that Hollywood has ever produced. Iconic. But to be clear, you should not be ignoring the politics of this film. It is not a film blockbuster, nor an escapist fantasy, but a clear and unequivocal celebration of U.S. militarism. Mm. Militarism, sorry. Uh, Nowhere is this more apparent than in the not-so-subtle way the movie talks about jets. Obviously, the aerial dogfights are the real meat of the movie. They are undeniably exciting and some of the most technically impressive scenes of this kind ever filmed. But I couldn't help but notice something. This, Brett is going off. He's going off. Thesis, thesis vibes. Yeah, um, this is where it gets very interesting. Or what was interesting to me at least. Um, in the first scene of the film, Cruise flies a jet which doesn't actually exist yet, mm. the SR-72 Dark Star. Later, when describing their mission, Cruise tells us that this would u- this blah, blah, blah. later when describing their mission, Cruise tells us that this would usually be a cakewalk for the F-35, if not for some unusual circumstances. That's a weird thing to say. The F- but I die. Okay, wait. Later, when describing their mission, Cruz tells us that this would usually be a cakewalk for the F-35, if not for some unusual, unusual circumstances. That's a weird thing to say. The F-35 is notorious for underperforming. All of our pilots in this movie are flying F-18s. Why were both of these jets included so clearly in this movie when neither of them are plot relevant? Because both of these jets are new products being sold to the US military by the same weapons contractor Lockheed. Lockheed. Whack. Yeah, so then planes in this movie are being whack yeah. Um, uh, I'll read that again both because uh, because both of these new jets are products being sold to the US military by the same weapons contractor. Lockheed Martin. Lockheed was not only involved in the making of this movie, they are actively <laughs> using it to promote their jets. Oh my God. Top Gun Maverick is a 131 minute long ad for death. Aggressively unoriginal, wildly irresponsible with its messaging, historically revisionist, and shamelessly jingoistic uh in the name of providing fellatio to arms dealers. This is a masterwork of propaganda in defense of some of our nation's worst traits, and it's an enormous success. I left the theater depressed. <laughs> I. So that was a lot. I. And a lot of words.
0: He said so many things that I 100% was thinking during that film last night. Same. Like, the one that most clearly comes to mind is when they bombed the airfield. I was like, what are they? And no- nothing happens. They're just bombing this airfield and yeah. that's the end of it. Like, what do they think is going to happen yeah. here? And then you kind of just get swept up in and you're like, fine, fuck, whatever. I'll just pretend that this, like, makes sense. Yeah. Um the fact that it's being funded by those arms dealers does not surprise me at all. That's makes complete sense to me, very unfortunately, but that doesn't, yeah, Mm -hmm. does not surprise me at all. I did think as the movie started, I was like, I feel like this film would have been so much more interesting if, because I feel like fundamentally what military movies so often are, and this is not exclusive to Top Gun, but, I mean, obviously, very prevalent. Is they kind of glamorize this idea of enlisting, yeah, um, and about how amazing it is to be part of, yeah, whatever it is—the army, the air force, the navy, whatever—and um, you know, fighting for your country, amazing. You're doing such a great job, whatever. Yeah. Um, fuck. Where was I going with this? It was somewhere. Well, pro-military.
1: Yeah. There's one. Oh,
0: what would have been more interesting is if after it had been pro military in the first one is if he had been
1: deconstructed it a little.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's like he's left the military in this movie. And let's yeah. let's get a bit more let's get deeper into the effects of Yeah. Serving for your country for thirty years and then being discharged. Like what what does this do to him? This like I feel like that would have been yeah. more interesting to me. I understand why they didn't do that because it's not interesting to most people and they want yeah. to make money. But to me I'm like let's make let's Let's get deeper into the military psyche.
1: Yeah, no, I I I agree with that. Um, there was specifically one moment in the movie where I was like appalled. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's when I think um just before they try and fire Tom Cruise in the middle of the movie, right? Um, they're like having a class and <laughs> they're like, chances are no one's going to survive this mission. My that God, this is yeah. an impossible mission, and whoever gets picked will not live. Yeah. And all of the cadets were just like,
0: okay.
1: Mm. I that made me feel almost yeah ill. <laughs>
0: it was pretty. It was pretty wild. It I, was pretty but- wild how they all just like accepted, mm. and they like there was a couple of times where they were on the fringe of getting, uh, a, like John Ham's character said a couple of times. Oh no, he didn't say a couple of times. He excluded trying to save the lives of the cadets a couple of times. And Maverick was like, but we want to get them home back alive. So there was, like, a couple of times where they were right on the edge of, like, acknowledging the, like, flagrant disregard that the military has for people's lives. And then they didn't.
1: Yeah. It was really, yeah. Didn't they literally say, this actually might have been in the original, um, there's, like, a crash and someone, um, emergency escapes. And they're like, this person could have died. And they're like, yeah, but more worse is that we lost a $30 million aircraft.
0: I know that did. Some, I think something. Was that this one? I think that was in this one. They talked about, I, 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 not that specific line, so maybe it was the original one that you're thinking of with that, but there was one point where, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, again, John Hamm's character, and he was like, Just there's a reason that we have the hard deck and you don't go below it is because it could endanger your conducts lives. But more importantly... Mm. It also endangers the, the yeah. plane <laughs> and they might never be able to be flown again.
1: Ugh. Stop with those priorities, baby. <laughs> so moral of the story is if you can bring yourself to ignore uh, real world context. Yes. Uh, and if you can just turn it out and enjoy this as a action movie.
0: And as a sequel.
1: I think. And there's a sequel. Very, very a legacy sequel.
0: Depended on the nostalgia of the first one.
1: Um, then it's a genuinely good, entertaining yeah. movie. Yeah. But don't think about it once you leave the theatre, because then you'll just spiral.
0: So true. And it's really hard not to think about it, because the last 45 minutes genuinely are such a fever dream, that That's you so come weird. out of it being like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Oh, smigy. Um
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's a lot. I, I will say that this movie scares me. Because I'm now terrified that they're gonna start pumping out legacy sequels thirty years after the original <gasps> being like the norm.
0: I uh, see, I would agree with that. I think the thing that makes this one so kind of like intriguing and special is that it's um um not what usually happens, usually when a movie reboot. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like it was just it was interesting to watch something be a sequel, and to actually genuinely have been filmed 35 years after the first movie and all of the characters are older, all of the actors are older, and they're not pretending that they're younger than they are or whatever. I I, I feel like that's so unusual for a movie to be like, yeah, we're filming this movie 30 years later and it's 30 years later, you know? Yeah, but that's why I'm scared. Is that going to be taking oh, sure. classics and making sequels <laughs> yeah. like this? For sure.
1: In the trend of like vampires in the 2000s and shit. Yeah, whatever.
0: no, no, I totally, I, I totally understand. Um, it. That's what makes it so special. Is it's it's so unique. First, yeah. Whereas um, yeah? Once they keep going, it'll be all bad. Yeah, I don't
1: know. Ugh. Yeah. It's it's a movie. It's it's good. Gonna, it was good. Yeah, it was it's fine. entertaining. It was good. Um, let's get into Jurassic World, world. Yay! One of <laughs>
0: Oh, maybe I, I I don't really know how we're actually gonna talk about this movie because it's so
1: messy.
0: yeah, it's so messy. I said to last night I said to Nick last night <laughs> that it always just makes me so fucking mad when critics are right in <laughs> in in panning a movie. but they were right. it's so bad. it's really bad i re- I really was i I genuinely got was going into it being like, I feel confident that it's going to be good. It's going to be stupid, but it's going to be good. And it wasn't good. Yeah, well, Maddie, Maddie was
1: more open than I was about yeah. this movie. Um, so I guess for context, we should say what ones we like in the series and which ones we don't because I yeah. feel like that will uh, influence this. So for me, I like the original Jurassic Park and I don't mind the two sequel Jurassic yeah. Parks. I think I've seen each of them once or twice. No, no real strong emotions about them. Um, I really liked the first Jurassic World. Yep. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the second one, is in my top ten hated movies of all time. I think it might actually be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, Whack,
0: I think you should watch it again, because I think you'd be surprised.
1: I hated everything about it. The fact that they said let's make a haunted house movie but yeah, instead that of a ghost dinosaur—that really was where they the started to go wrong. A child actress who can't act.
0: <sighs> Don't even get me started on the retconning they did for that child actress in this movie.
1: Yeah, so let's just say that going into Jurassic World Dominion, I was a bit jaded from Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. So I was wary. What about you? You um, rewatched them all this week.
0: I did. I was I was wary, but hopeful. Interesting. I was wary but hopeful. I was worried because the trailers had looked so bad, Mm -hmm. but I was hopeful because the critics hated it, and I was like, when have they ever been right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And and then then I watched it, and then three hours later we emerged broken.
1: (laughs) Homies, first and foremost – are you right, baby? When I tell you this is the longest film I've ever seen, <laughs> it was, it was, maybe not <coughs> physically the longest, it felt it, like 10 hours of it, footage.
0: It did. I, I think it probably wasn't helped by the fact that we'd already watched a two and a half hour movie in this really uncomfortable cinema cinema with bad seats, and we were seated terribly in Maverick.
1: Yeah, but anyone mention that we were in the very front row? Oh, my God, it was horrific. Literally leaned almost all the way back in our <laughs> recliner chairs because that was all. They physically had to install reclining chairs yes, so you can so see, see the see screen. The screen. Uh, every single face, the eyes were on different <laughs> yeah. levels of their face because we were looking at such an angle. Yeah, it was distorted. But honestly, it was didn't really affect the viewing too drastically. Um, uh, aside
0: from the fact that my back started to ache five minutes in. Yeah, truly. <laughs>
1: um, but no, this movie, I don't think it would matter what time of day you saw it. Yeah, and I we also did
0: see it at 8pm at night.
1: A genuinely was, boring movie. It, funnily uh, enough,
0: it actually had the exact same problem that Maverick did. It did. Which is, the first half was so fucking boring and they focused on the wrong thing and yeah. then the second half was actually
1: really good. It's two separate movies, man.
0: But at that point you were like what I don't what is going on? Again, both How movies are two connected. Movies and one yeah, movie. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So for
1: context um Ugh. for those who haven't seen it mm. basically Wouldn't blame you. This one is meant to be the conclusion to the Jurassic saga. Yes. Um meaning they bring back, bring back the legacy characters to wrap up all of the stories including
0: which they didn't even read. The really world do. stories and the
1: park stories, basically. Um,
0: <sighs> did, but they didn't even. Uh, they didn't even wrap up the park but Let stories. me get out my notes. All to see the world if we stories. They pictures.
1: didn't. I have two pages of notes on this one.
0: Okay. Give it to me.
1: Okay. Wild. The entire first 70 to 80 minutes was completely unnecessary. And bad. They introduced about four. I have four main plots. That could have been the main plot of the movie. Yeah. Instead, three of them were completely stupid, forgotten about. Yeah. And one of them became the main plot. And spoiler alert, it wasn't about dinosaurs. <laughs> the main plot of this film was not about, this movie was no. not about dinosaurs. No, it wasn't. This movie was about giant locusts.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like a bit deeper, it was about genetics and genetic power. Well, yeah, but I'm saying it's not about dinosaurs in the same way the
1: original Jurassic Park is about dinosaurs, but it's really about. So
0: what? Yeah, what kind of has happened? uh, Yeah, modification.
1: modification.
0: Yeah, what what's kind of happened is I feel like they were all like, "Oh my god, we can't do more dinosaurs in a park. Let's go deeper into genetics. Oh my god, let's let's go to locusts." It's
1: like, but they did that, and then they ended up the second half of the movie saying, "Actually, let's let's just go back to dinosaurs in a park." Yeah, which which was the best part of the frankly. I'm a fan of. Yeah, I think that it should have been the exact. Same. All three original movies were dinosaurs in a park. Yeah, the first and it's third Jurassic Worlds Island. were just dinosaurs in a park.
0: Yeah, on the islands. Yep. I even Jurassic. Wo- yeah. Jurassic well, the second World. half of Dominion. Yeah.
1: Was dinosaurs in a park? I personally prefer it when they stick to that, but introduce new elements. Yeah, I agree. And invigorate it. Uh, so, for example, the Hunger Games books.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're catching fire. Book, well, no, oh. every
1: single book in the trilogy is about
0: being games in, in an arena.
1: Yeah, sure. So the first movie, it's the normal arena. The second movie is the clock arena, yeah. and it's introducing so true um, the past winners and all that. So it's introducing new <laughs> elements, um, and they're able to tell a new story in the same a similar setting. Yeah, new things. The third book is the city is the arena. The city is the arena. Yep. Um, <coughs> and I really like that because. It's able to be a through line and it's able yeah. to be similar, yep. you know, uh, structures and shit. The skills of a character Well, introducing like, new things and, and... Yeah, keeping it interesting. Yes. Which is why both of us, when halfway through the movie, it becomes Dinosaurs in a Park. Actively started to enjoy it.
0: it I, and see, this is the most infuriating thing about this movie, is the second half actually genuinely was very enjoyable. And I would even argue it was quite... well made and not well made in terms of plot because at that point the plot's so all over the place that there's not really much they can do to recover it yeah you mean but i mean
1: like tension wise and shit yeah yeah Yeah. and it was genuine they were doing different things
0: with the dinosaurs for example they actually reverted back well for the first not reverted back they introduced this idea of them actually being like proper thoroughbred gin- dinosaurs with no um, introduced genomes, which meant that they actually had feathers, for example, mm. which was like, wow, that's cool to yeah. see in a Jurassic Park movie. They're actually keeping up with modern science and modern paleontology and modern discoveries, and they're introducing that into the film, which is – that's cool. I liked that. I did too. Which is why, again, I would argue the second half is, like, well-made. It was different. It was the, the same. It was like – Again, as yeah. you said, same I think, thing but different. But the first I think half was so bad. This movie would have
1: benefited from the three act structure. Yes, had the first act been the setup. Yes, I think it would have been fine. Yeah, but instead, the full first half is setup. Yeah, and the full second half is payoff.
0: And I also think hey, that the the issue with the setup. Is what we were kind of saying before. Is that they're setting up something fucking completely different, which is
1: not dinosaurs. Yeah, which is so just let's say wild. For um, I've got it written down. Basically, they introduced plots. The beginning of the movie, they kept uh, introducing us to new settings. Yeah, new countries, and they kept being like title cards at the them. bottom saying where we were. I know. Literally, when the fourth one came along, I turned to Maddie and sighed.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. Okay. It was ridiculous. Um, I, I hate when movies do that. The only movie I've ever seen do it moderately well is um, Captain America Civil War, and even then I would didn't enjoy it. But that was probably the best that I've seen it be done, which is mostly because – well, actually, well, this is not about Civil War. <laughs> but no, when, when I when – I, the thing that infuriates me about it is that it is – Exposition. That's what it is, and that's what the whole first half of this movie felt like. It was just all exposition. The movie opened with a fake news sequence. I was like, "This is not good story. If they need yeah. the first two minutes of this movie to be a news segment that's not even real, like, why, why can't they just tell me? Why do they have to? Like, sorry, why can't they? Us. Sh- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why doesn't this just come up as the plot is moving forward? Why it would am have been I clear enough? Yeah. Without it, oh oh my god exposition exposition is one of those things that just immediately makes me go oh so they didn't know what they were doing when they wrote this movie
1: yeah so I re- I wrote down the first 30 minutes of the movie is just introducing new plot points three of which uh, three of the four three quarters of it are forgotten about mm. so mm. Uh, my note specifically says there were like 30 minutes before we were introduced to the locust which was the main story yes it was um which spoiler alert, the main story did not involve Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas no. Howard's characters. No, it didn't. Um, Which is also infuriating. So.
0: Not that we like Chris Pratt, but, like, just make the movie fucking make sense.
1: <laughs> um, so the first 30 minutes of the movie, we had to sit through the baby dinosaur rescue at the beginning.
0: That was so Bryce unnecessary. character rescuing... That was so,
1: that never came back. So that back. could have been a main plot by itself, was liberating dinosaurs yeah. that were captured. And
0: Which is basically what the second movie was, so we didn't need to rehash that.
1: True. Uh, the next one was the cloned child sneaking out into town and helping the townsfolk move dinosaurs along. So weird. We didn't need that intro. No. Uh, then we then had Owen slash Chris Pratt wrangling dinosaurs on a ranch. So weird. Why did we need that? Didn't. Uh, next, we had Ellie discovering the locust, which was actually the main point. Yes. Uh, and then the fourth one was, but um, then there was also Alan Grant. Uh, well, they I'm- introduced like an entire element of him having to sell out and turn his dig sites into like...
0: Tourist attractions. Tourist
1: attractions.
0: I mean, I don't um, really feel like that was... Introducing a plot that more felt like well, it was. Well, no, but to a the, my thing
1: specifically says that um, we had super in-depth introductions to every single character. Oh yeah, that's so including true. Including Ian Malcolm being uh, working for the villains. So there was what um, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Clone Girl. Well, you didn't even introduce Ellie Allen the and Ian. Well, yeah. Pause. Um, so it's six main characters, yes. and every single one got a detailed introduction yeah, in this film. They did, which we did not need. No. There was five films before this introducing us to these characters.
0: I mean, particularly considering that all of the characters, like, are intertwined anyway. All of them knew each other. It's not like we needed to have individual backstories. You could have fucking easily have had us introduced to Owen and Claire together. It
1: seemed like Claire and Ellie already knew each other. Or knew of each other. Hmm.
0: I think they all knew of each other, but I don't think they knew each other.
1: So, anyway, individually introducing each character and where they Stupid. are at was unnecessary and wasted mm. 20 minutes of the intro. It did. Uh, and then, uh, plot-wise, we were introduced to um, this government-backed agency. Biosyn? Biosyn, basically, that was...
0: They're like a pharmaceuticals company. The,
1: the, 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 the main plots they introduced was poachers. Yes. And black market... Dinosaur Trading? Like? Yeah. <laughs> um uh, the clone stuff. Yes. Uh and the dinosaur, and the locust. Yes. So there was three main plots that they introduced. Oh, sorry, and the kid yeah, the cloneslash kidnapping yeah. stuff. So there's three main plots that they introduced, only one of them was the main story, and that was the locust.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean I would probably say the kidnapping thing did
1: See, I just don't think that was necessary.
0: No, of course not. Um, I mean, I would say that they did follow that through to its end conclusion, but the but end conclusion, conclusion was, was like an halfway through the beginning. Yeah, I was going to say uh, it was sorry, halfway through the, the movie.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so they. I don't I think this is just my, it's long, just badly way, paced. my long way of saying that they. Um, Owen and Claire's storyline is. Trying to rescue their adopted clone daughter Amazing. and the baby Velociraptor dinosaur,
0: which is also so weird. Um,
1: trying to rescue them from being from the kidnappers, yes, who are poachers. poachers and also a secret shady government agency. Uh, yes, and then also black market dinosaur traders, and then it turns out all controlled by Bison. Do
0: you know? I was reading. I went online last night, obviously onto A O Three because that's where I just go after I watch a movie, and One so. F- one of the most interesting things, and I think this was actually supposed to be in the movie and it just didn't come across, was that um the guy, the main CEO guy, Dog Dodge Dogson, Do- Do- Dogson. Dodson, was actually in the first movie. They recast him. Right. So but what I mean is that he was the one who was trying to um steal the embryos from mm-hmm. in gen and biosyn is supposed to have been obviously the company that was trying to steal. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the idea of this company, the bad guy in this movie, actually being the ones who had been trying to catch up on genetic modification, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And then obviously we had Henry Wu, all in the other two fucking Jurassic World movies, yeah. working for this other company that we never got a name for, but that was obviously supposed to be Biosyn. It's like, okay, that's kind of interesting why was that never explicitly said in the movie in a two and a half hour long movie? Yeah. Why did they not actually bring that together?
1: Like agreed. Um, (laughs) can we talk (laughs) about the villains? Sure. I would like to talk about the villains. (laughs) I think I wrote down who they are. Mm. Oh, no, wait, let's finish off our thoughts about the storylines first. So, um, we both, after the movie, kind of realised and figured out that our problem with um, this movie was it was an ensemble piece. Yes. With lots of leads. Yes. Um, and we compared it to Game of Thrones and Stranger Things. Yes. Ensemble pieces with separate story, where the characters are broken into smaller groups and telling different storylines that then converge. Yes. Um, Which we I have no problem with. I have no problem with. We were talking about how well Stranger Things does it, and yes. we realize that the reason that stranger things is so good at this uh, ensemble storytelling is because every single storyline main storyline is equally yes as important. intriguing is equally as important um and engaging yes, the thing about this movie, yes, was that we had two major storylines allegedly well, two which major was the groups. kidnapping storyline yeah. And the locust evil bio yeah. storyline. Yeah. The Locust storyline was inherently far more interesting. I think a lot due to the fact that it's a mystery.
0: Yeah, that's they, fair. And unravelling. That's really fair. I think
1: also it starred the legacy characters. Yes. Um, and I think just generally... Well, they just made it more... Yeah. More in- interesting. The, so yeah. their storyline was more interesting, which then... Left Bruce, uh, Bruce, went and Claire's storyline to be <laughs> the secondary boring storyline of them literally just... Trying to get back Maisie. Having which also said that... Which is not inherently
0: a bad storyline. It's just when compared to a Locust storyline, which also is, by the way, not inherently a good storyline. Well,
1: no, but it, it, it is, like, literally world-ending consequences.
0: The Locust one, the yeah. The Locust storyline
1: is quite literally they're eating all of the world's um, crops. Yeah. So we will, the world will die. So it was... The stakes oh, so of the entire. I, the, the entirety of humanity versus the stakes of Clone Girl not getting rescued.
0: Who we don't even like because she's a bad actress. Well, that was
1: my other point is that.
0: Well, well she did better. Independent in movie, of
1: that, the act, acting, they spent the entire introduction of her character in this film
0: making her unlikable. Making her unlikable! <laughs>
1: She spends the whole time saying, you're not my real parents yeah. and disobeying them and going into town despite knowing it's dangerous. Yeah. And then she gets herself kidnapped because she sneaks away. Yeah. I don't know how we were meant to be really rooting for that. It's so true. Um, they also introduced a storyline half uh, about a third of the way in about um, the black market dinosaur trading in which there's raptors trained.
0: Yeah. Which relentlessly
1: laser. hunt anyone who this laser touches. Which
0: they did. Uh, well, they actually. That was a point from the the Indoraptor at the end yes. of Fallen Kingdom. Yes, but yes, still, yes. stupid, stupid. Um, I think the thing is, is that it's like okay, so we have these locusts, and it's a world ending. They're eating all of the crops. This is a disaster. But we already had a world ending disaster, which was the fucking dinosaurs being. Intro- Why? Why is this movie about locusts? Why isn't it about dinosaurs? Yeah, we
1: both decided that it could have, it would have, yeah, better served the plot if instead of locusts was dinosaurs. There was a problem with the dinosaurs. Either. Yeah. Well, fucking the fact that this movie literally had mind-controlled dinosaurs. Literally, the plot of this film could have been Biosyn is mind-controlling dinosaurs to attack uh, rival plants to attack yep. uh, industries that, yep. that they that then could they they could that then. They could bid for to uh-huh. make money. Yep. Easily. So true. That could have been the plot. Instead, they introduced giant locust. It's, I just don't get it. Like, there was... It doesn't make any sense.
0: It's actually infuriating. That
1: simple thing that, one, would have made the movie about dinosaurs, and, two...
0: <laughs> made it so much better.
1: <laughs> made it less ridiculous.
0: It's so weird. It's just so, so, Sam. so weird. So weird. I will say, the one thing that I liked that was consistent throughout the whole movie was Claire and Owen were actually in an established relationship that did not encounter any problems. And while I feel like people could argue that, that makes it boring, which I guess is technically true, I found it's very unusual okay. that movies
1: actually actually thankful that they didn't yeah, waste time. So so true. So making true. them be broken up to then have to get back together and then have a Which and is and just then stay so together.
0: fucking oh my God.
1: That happens all the so freaking that's like time. One of the things that we both
0: yeah, like the only movie series that I've ever seen actually keep the main characters together, which because usually what happens is they either break up or they fucking just don't have the female back. They just recast the love interest. Mm-hmm. The only series that I've ever seen them actually stay together and develop the relationship further as established is um the Mummy series. Interesting from the nineties. So
1: interesting. Um, yeah. We know that these reviews are all over the place, but that's because the movies yeah. are. So. And it's impossible to gather our thoughts and opinions on these because they're a mess. Um, mess. I want to now talk about the villains.
0: Okay, right. Sorry.
1: <laughs> well, let's just say, let's talk about the... the bro, we've been recording this for longer than I know, we did. I know, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> um, we'll talk about all the new characters. So okay. first I want to say we really liked that they didn't break up. Oh yes. and Claire. Um, we also both really, really enjoyed a new character, yes. The new good characters that they introduced. So they introduced um, Wonder Wise as Kayla mm-hmm. and Mummy Do Ashy as um, Raymond. Yes. These two new characters, intriguing. I thought they held their own against. They did the legacy cast and they stuff. They did. They had screen presence. They had charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> um, and they were both just really enjoyable and yeah. really good additions. Yes. However them being fantastic additions yeah, really made it glaringly obvious that the villains ate shit. Yeah. So true. So we had- And to one, be honest,
0: also made it really glaringly two. obvious that they gave no characterization to Owen and Claire. It
1: was five villains. That's way too many. And there was five villains in this film. The main villain is Dr. Dodgson. Yes. When I tell you his performance was the definition of phoning it in- <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: it was so fun when he was introduced, which by the way was in the most chaotic scene I've ever fucking witnessed. Truly. As soon as he left screen, Nicholas turned to me and was like, "What?"
1: Like, and then literally Ellie on screen said, so "What?" True. Um, yeah, which no, is when we
0: realized it was purposeful and not. <laughs> I think just they bad were trying. Writing. I think they
1: were trying to convey that he publicly put on a persona of a bumbling, yeah, eccentric, bumbling, like yes, um, billionaire. And then in private, he was like this mastermind evil. Yeah. Guy. But instead, the acting was just horrible and he Ugh. gave zero percent. He gave less than nothing. was like the less most than boring nothing. villain in film history.
0: Fucking, I tell you what, the T-Rex almost dying and then like her eye mm-hmm. dilating and then she came back to life and killed whatever the guy dentasaurus thingy. That CGI T-Rex gave more than that dude did.
1: Period. And that's that on that. that. So that was the first villain, not off to a great start. Well, I mean he wasn't actually introduced until about four in no, yeah. um and then he had too much screen time. Ugh. Um we had BD Wong coming back as Doctor Wu.
0: Yes. Yes. His villain story like the was most fine. consistent I character. Actu- I
1: actually I actually really enjoyed him because he was um, giving it his all. He was. He was like trying was to do the most with the script that he, he could. could. Um, he gave emotion in he all did. of his scenes, which I he thought did. was really good.
0: And he finally got a redemption arc. Yeah. After six years. So movies. his villain
1: was actually a, a quote unquote villain. He he reformed villain, I guess. Yes. It was good. Okay, now I'm. The beginning of the movie had. The Poachers? The Poachers. Horrific. The leader of the Poachers.
0: Had a tattoo on his face. Had a
1: tattoo on his face and long hair. Which is all you need to know. And was horrible i I horribly acted i feel like they gave him the note to be like they said um you're a dinosaur poacher make it like johnny depp in pirates of the caribbean or something you know act wacky and instead it just comes off as ridiculous next we had um (laughs) the 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 black market smuggler lady
0: anya from the 100 100. anya from the 100 and Mm. um
1: Daisy's mum from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think her name, she's Australian, her name's like, um, something Lachlan? I'm not sure. Daikin Lachlan or something? Anyway, um, she was this, like, eccentric smuggler. All of these villains from now on have no point to the movie. No role. Um, She had, like, 30 minutes of screen time for no reason. No reason. Uh, She could have been cut entirely. Yeah, the the entire Malta sequence should have been cut, to be honest. Oh, it should have. Anyway, um, so the smuggler, the poacher, the smuggler, both terrible villains. Um, next, we also had the Australian, Dr. Dodgson's Australian uh, goon, sidekick man.
0: Oh, did he even have any lines?
1: He had, like, maybe ten lines. Whack. And at the end, that. he, like, abandoned D- Dodgson.
0: Did he? So he had
1: his own character arc, and I was like, what is the point in introducing this character?
0: That was weird. I don't remember I just that. just missed. So they... It's actually hard to adequately describe how much of a mess this movie was. It's true. Because you don't... Like, I feel... You can't really conceive of the absolute nonsense plots that they introduced, e.g. that the movie's not even fucking about dinosaurs, until you see it. Because that doesn't make any sense. It's fucking the sixth movie in the Jurassic Park saga. Of course it's going to be about dinosaurs, but it's fucking not. It's not. What? I just... It doesn't make any sense. It felt like they were like, "Oh my god, what is a big environmental issue? Farming, such mm. a big issue. All our plants are dying. Let's let's do something with that. Let's get that in. Let's let's bring that in with genetics. Mm. Let's make something of that." Yeah.
1: Weird. Um, weird. Let me see if there was any other points that I had. Oh, So weird. <laughs> um. I also
0: thought it was really, really, yeah, really weird. Yeah, we've touched pretty much everything. That um, Ellie. In this movie. Mm. In the original movie, she's a paleobotanist. Which basically just means she studied plants in dinosaur times. Right. But in this movie, she's obviously had a career change because that's not what she's doing anymore. She doesn't do dinosaur stuff. She just does, like, normal plant stuff. And I was like, okay, when you think about it, that makes sense because you're obviously traumatized from Jurassic Park. She's moving on. But why didn't they say? They just didn't. They just introduced it as if it was like normal. They were like, yes, she's just now saving the planet from locusts. I don't know. Did that well, not annoy you fair, as much were, as it annoyed me? No,
1: because they were Jurassic locusts.
0: I mean, that's really fair. So but it is still with oh, buddy,
1: still within her field. Like, I'm yeah, if I, she didn't, had to I study, didn't feel like
0: that was like. If
1: she had to study the Jurassic botany, then. She surely would have had knowledge on locusts.
0: No, but that, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, but that didn't feel like what they were saying because, no, you know. Yeah, no, I
1: get what you that's, mean. Yeah, like, okay, Alan
0: true. was all like, oh, you're in regenerative farming now. It's like, what? What? Did he Why? say that? Yeah, he did. Oh, see, I
1: didn't even pick up on that. Oh. I was, that was 45 minutes in. I was genuinely falling no, asleep.
0: No, that was, that was when they introduced Alan.
1: Which was 45 minutes in. Was it? Locusts weren't introduced for 30 minutes. Whack. Literally.
0: Are you okay, Naiji?
1: It got too he just
0: almost fell off the chair
1: an hour 20 into the movie and i looked at my watch because i had just almost fallen asleep my eyes shut and i had to like actually wake up um i showed maddie the watch and i was like we're not even even, yeah it was painful it was horrific i cannot i cannot stress how boring the first half of the movie is yeah all the introductions all the malta stuff
0: what was your favorite scene in the movie because I actually my favorite have one.
1: scene was um when Claire first lands in the new park and she has to sneak away from the giant feathered dinosaur and she like sneaks into the water.
0: That was my favorite yeah, scene. Yeah, because was classic Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. And it was a really, really good It, it was,
1: was tension filled.
0: It was. And the Sea Giants are very was good. Yeah, it was. Which by
1: the way, the Sea Giant is maybe horrible.
0: Bro, I was genuinely shocked. The Velociraptors at the beginning.
1: Shocking! I I couldn't
0: believe that was on my screen. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I kind
1: of I kind of decided that the reason the CGI in this movie looks so shitty Ugh. is because they did actually use a fair amount of animatronic dinosaurs but in did this movie. They? All did the I- baby dinosaurs were animatronic. What? Any close up? Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Touching that's true. of dinosaurs yeah. was animatronic. Yeah. Um, and like you could tell when they were puppets, but yeah, at least they looked real. The, the They would then put CGI dinosaurs next to the animatronic dinosaurs, oh, God, next to real-life horses, next to real-life humans. So it, was, so it was just so glaringly obvious which On one... It was almost cartoony. Yeah, it was weird. The, the, a lot of the dinosaurs were almost cartoony, Nigel.
0: It was so weird. Oh, um, my God. Okay, anyway, all right. These two are obviously waking up, so I'm going to have to go. But,
1: but. yeah, this is...
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Horrific. The Absolutely last, horrific. The
1: last thing I have that I haven't mentioned is that I was genuinely shocked by how little screen time Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas same, Howard have. Same. I think when it comes out on digital, I need someone to do the numbers because I think that the legacy cast had more screen time than um, Owen and Claire.
0: That's very possible. It might have just felt like that because they had the actual plot of screen the movie. as well. Well, that too, but um, yeah. Ugh. So weird. So weird. So messy. So messy. Um,
1: So, yeah, my review of the movie is truly the first half is one of the worst things I've ever had to fucking witness. So true. Truly boring. Truly convoluted. It was really not good. I
0: actually would argue Mm. that the first half of this movie is worse than the second half of Fallen Kingdom.
1: (laughs) I'd probably agree with that. (laughs) But then the second half of this movie, once they get to the park and all split up, I think was... Far better than anything the Jurassic Park sequels did or Jurassic Fallen Kingdom did.
0: I would agree with that. I think I would agree with because that. Because they
1: went back to the roots of just being In a park. different small groups of people yeah. trying to make their way through a park of dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, and it was interesting because at that point the legacy characters and, and the this trilogy's mains had all met up. And so No,
1: that was probably 45 minutes from the end. There was, I'd say, a good 50, 45, 50 minutes of everyone separate, there was Owen and Kyla. Yeah, that's true. Skyla, that's true. Yeah, that's fair. Kyla, Owen, and Kyla being separate. Um, Claire being by herself. Um, Alan and Ellie sneaking around getting samples. Uh, the clone daughter ended up with Alan and Ellie and Malcolm. She was alone for herself by a while for yeah. a while with BD Wong. Um, and then Ian Malcolm with his um, protege. Yeah. So like all that I enjoyed.
0: Right. Yeah, we'll see. Well, what I was going to say was, and it actually still pertains to that, is that what they did that was really interesting is they had that they all of the people as a group, which was good, but not for so long that you were like, this is intense to watch. Yeah. They ended up breaking everyone up into groups, but they mixed everyone yeah. in, and every time people broke off into groups, they were mixed with different people, so it kept being interesting to be like, oh, how do these two interact? Oh, how are these two going to interact? Yeah. So it wasn't just like, oh. You're an Ali and Ellie again. Yeah. We're doing a weird, awkward romance plot, you yeah. know? So, yeah.
1: So overall, I think I'm just mad about this movie because- It could have been good. The second half proved that if they had have simplified the plot- Yeah. And cut an hour from the beginning-
0: Yeah. And an, made ou- and an hour. It's a solid well, it hour. It only
1: needed to be an hour 50 long. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. I think that this could have been a genuinely great Jurassic Park movie. It could. It would have been a really good conclusion. But instead, they overcomplicated everything. They tried to say too much about climate change and cloning and dinosaurs and locusts and agriculture that they said nothing. They ended up saying nothing. Yeah.
0: So disappointing. (sighs) Sorry, babe. Um,
1: And also terrible villains. Terrible plotting.
0: Terrible pacing.
1: Terrible pacing. Um, Yeah. my, My highlights, my two highlights were... Dewanda Wise's character, the Kyla, Mm. I really enjoyed her. Um, And also um, Jeff Goldblum's clearly improvised commentary over the final 45 minutes. (laughs) It was so completely out of place, but also so iconic. It was
0: so... I think the thing that really infuriates me is that he actually was in the first movie. He said some really insightful things and then even in Fallen Kingdom and then in this movie, was
1: just all of
0: his, well, all of his like monologues were absolute nonsense. Oh, okay. It's like, what are you talking about? What does this have to do with your character? What does this have to do with your job? What is this even really saying about dinosaurs and genetics? Fucking nothing. You're literally just saying that we're headed for an apocalypse, which I can fucking do. It's not interesting. You
1: know? I think I do. I get what you mean. Um, but the the climax of the of movie when line they're trying to good. divert the power, yeah, they give basically they have to split up into three again, yeah. Um, and everyone gets a radio, yeah. And the entire segment, like fifteen minute segment, is just narrated by Jeff Goldblum making <laughs> jokes and being quippy. Um, and it made no sense in the plot of the movie. No, <laughs> it didn't. Uh, but it was very funny.
0: It was very funny. Uh, and very It did have some. It did have some pretty good humor. I would say in the second half, first half had nothing. It was giving nothing. Yeah. At no point. And I find it really, really interesting. I think I've said this to you before because do you remember when we had Christian on here See, and he said he met Sam Neill and he brought up Jurassic Park oh, yeah. and as soon as he brought it up, Sam Neill was like left and just yeah. didn't want to talk about it. So I'm like clearly he didn't doesn't enjoy being attached to that. So why would he come to me him coming back implies that he really liked the script and that it was going to be really good. So why did it, Why was it terrible? Oh, see,
1: I don't think that's the case. I think... It was a lot of money. I don't even think they had a script when they pitched it to the legacy cast. That's fair. I think they literally went to the three of them and said, hey, this movie, we really want to be a celebration and a conclusion to the yeah. entire saga. Yeah. The entire franchise. Um, And I think that's probably what drew them back knowing that this was definitively the final one yeah and that they would get to wrap up the character arcs yeah um i think that probably brought them back and then they got on set i wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those movies where the script was re- being rewritten every day on set yeah uh, it's that messy um i think they i'm i got i've got to believe that the cast were just as disappointed in the script as the rest of us
0: Oh, f- they have to be. They have to be. Which is why sure, I yeah it had to be so the shocked that they went back.
1: Yeah, the promise of what it could have been. Yeah, um, was intriguing. What it turned out to be was not.
0: I also feel like on paper the plot could have sounded interesting. It's just that they didn't pull it off. Mm. Anyway, okay, let's wrap it up. We gotta
1: go. Let's um. What's your what the fuck of the week? Do I have to have one? Yeah, my what the fuck of the week this week is.
0: How can two movies that could have been so good have stumbled across the exact same problem and ruined them? (laughs) What are the odds that the two
1: movies we saw together would both be two movies in one? Both movies have two movies in one movie.
0: So bad. Okay, bye. Okay, (laughs) thanks for listening. Sorry, sorry, our reviews were messes, but
1: truly. Yeah. These movies were insane. all over the place.
0: So. Absolutely insane.
1: One, all right. day, one of these days we'll do a structured review, but today no, is not worry. that day. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. See you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.